welcome to another episode of the 905er podcast. My name is Roland Tanner. I am Joel McLeod. And we're going to do another uh, round Ontario, or round 905 roundup today. Uh, but before we do that, we just want to do a monthly shout out and thanks to all our Patreon supporters who uh, so generously help us uh, pay for what we're doing and to uh, are helping us grow this podcast and become a little bit better all the time. So thanks to Kyle Selms, Sean Vanderclees, Eric, Lynn Crosby, Shannon Gillies, MRM, and Graham Crawford. Your support means the world to us. Um, it, uh, we really appreciate it so much. And uh, we can't do this without you. So if anybody else would like to join uh, the Patreon supporters, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash the 905er, or one word. You can support Support us with a dollar, with five dollars, whatever you whatever you want, and uh, it, it really does make a big difference to us. So uh, thanks so much for that. So uh, Joel, on to the news, and uh, we have a few things. I mean, first of all, it's it's that pandemic again. Um, just doesn't COVID. seem to go away. No, no, just we're all sick to death of it. But um, but there it is, and there's news very local to us. Yes, uh, apparently uh, it appears that a neighborhood in Burlington, uh, a neighborhood which postcode starting with L7S and the neighborhoods that are, that are encompassed in that are starting to see an increase in uh, positive uh, COVID-19 cases. Uh, we're, it's, it's just kind of a stark reminder that we are not out of this yet. I mean, we've, vaccines are fantastic in Canada. We are, we are ma- the majority of us. I think are doing our part in getting vaccine shots in our arms, uh, helping those of us who who need the help get to the clinics, get to a pharmacy, and get a get a fully vaccinated, which is great and great to hear, and something that I think Canadians should be proud of. However, we aren't at that herd immunity uh, level yet, and this is a stark stark reminder of that. Um, it, the 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 case and uh, point here is that you know we need to be at ninety percent fully vaccinated, uh, is what uh, and the the doctor uh, uh, Hamida Magani, the Halton Region Medical Officer of Health, is uh, is stating. You know, we're just you know ten or twenty percent sh- short of that. It seems, and you know, we until that until we get to that ninety percent that that where we can chalk it up to herd immunization, where and by and by that you know, we're talking people who who legitimately can't get vaccinated due to they have a medical reason a legitimate medical reason not 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 they read a meme on facebook you know a legitimate medical reason or quite frankly there's still a large chunk of kids under the age of 12 who are not vaccinated they haven't been approved yet for one of the vaccines out there and we have the new delta variant uh emerging in in into the population which for all accounts youth are very much susceptible to it um you know like you, you talk about like we're, we're not out of it we're almost there we're almost we're almost there but we're not quite and you know and for the things that I, I look at it and say you know we we we've asked politely a lot of us did our duty a lot of us had to struggle through the the quagmire that it was to get a vaccine in this province uh because that was not easy by any stretch of the imagination a lot of us were relying on friends and family to refresh uh vaccine hunters uh 
you, uh, your Twitter feed just to find pharmacies and, and whatnot and get on umpteen different wait lists. It was not an easy feat, but we did it. And we should pat ourselves on the back for that. Absolutely. But there's those of us who are not doing it. Uh, they are, and this is not because of a medical reason. It's not because uh, of an age thing. It's a willful ignorance and willful neglect to do do their 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 public safety duty. And, you know, we, we were talking, I, I'm a little past sympathy for these folks. I'm a little past um, uh, patience. My patience is wearing thin. Uh, we, we've we talked about this kind of not on the podcast, but off the record is that, you know, we've, we have paid our dues during this pandemic. We have, we have isolated, we have stayed indoors. We have, we have cut ourselves off from friends and friends and family. We have uh, seen favorite businesses die, die off in some cases because of uh, we weren't allowed to go into them. And a lot of us, I think are saying enough is enough. We we've paid our, we've paid our price. It is time for us to go back into the world and engage fully with the the people and loved ones and the businesses and places that we want to visit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't want that threatened because of people who, who for whatever reason, basically through misinformation and willful ignorance too often, it seems are refusing to be vaccinated. Uh, it's like, uh, you, know, you 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 now are keeping you know i don't mind staying at home when i'm doing it for everybody but i'm not staying at home because you're on, you're an idiot mm-hmm. i'm trying to I, I i i think the french have the right approach i think the the yes. other places have, that have said you know um i think every business has a perfect right to say if you cannot come inside you cannot you know the, you have the whole outside world if you really want to not take it i'm not going to force you to take it but you cannot take part in these things unless you are vaccinated. That's the price. And your, your rights are not impinged then. I mean, I, I was getting grumpy the other day because whether well, for some reason, my Twitter feed was full of some of them were, uh, well, I think, I think they're both um, ex conservative MPPs or PC, PC MPPs. who have had the whip taken away who are frothing at the mouth about, you know, the fact that there are going to be, separate lines for people who are vaccinated and who aren't vaccinated at airports. And it's like, you're damn right. I don't want to be standing in a line with unvaccinated people. Yep. Um, like, like, uh, here, it, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not paying into this, uh, you know, my personal choice, my personal freedom. It is your personal choice. And yeah, fair enough. However, the rest of us are entitled to know that we're safe around each other. We, we, we are, we are entitled to know that when I walk into a restaurant, and I want to dine there with my family um, or to catch up with friends that we're safe, that I'm, I'm not, I'm not at risk of catching COVID in a restaurant. And Lord knows I, I've never, I haven't heard of a single restaurant that says, no, no, we don't want, we, we don't want, uh, you know, some kind of COVID proof vaccination. I mean, what brings down to the kind of the point that we we're ultimately making was it's time to introduce some kind of COVID card, some kind of COVID vaccination card that we can take out so you you want to go to a bar or a restaurant to catch up with friends you you've been cut off for a year two years maybe since the last time you saw friends or family you say it's time for us to catch up so you go into a, a bar or restaurant to to have a bite to eat and socialize and do what you normally should do yeah maybe when you show up to the hostess uh stand you have to you 
flashback to when you were 19 years old going into a, into a bar in, in Ontario, but you flash, you give your COVID card and say, here's my proof of vaccination. Oh, certainly they're right this way, Mr. McLeod. And let me show you to your table. And that's, that might be the way it is for the next little while. And I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of sympathy that people who say, oh, I, I, I don't, there'll be two lines and there'll be set two tiers. You're damn right. There will be. Cause we had to deal with all of you anti-maskers and, uh, uh, conspiracy nuts, you know, the Adamson barbecue people of the world who every time that you got your way, COVID numbers went up and we went back into lockdown and we were, we were kind of left to our own to fend, fend for ourselves. Um, the, yeah. I, I think, I think it's time for the sane ones to start taking back, uh, t- taking back the, the public space uh, for the, for the va- fully vaccinated people. Yeah. And, and ultimately it doesn't, we're not t- talking about taking back, away people's rights you have a right not to take this vaccine you do not have a right to be free from consequences of not taking this vaccine um and and the consequences i'm seeing the consequences already of uh the british government having decided to basically let delta kind of run wild i mean that they had the uh last week they had the um uh, the Grand Prix at Silverstone, uh, they had something like 150,000 people, nobody wearing masks. Uh, now, you had to either show that you had been vaccinated to get in or take a COVID on-the-spot COVID test. So there was something. But uh, my mother lives in uh, a nursing home, in effect, uh, in England. Uh, my sister had just got back in, just. She's, she's managed to be in to see my mother once closed down again because the cases have risen and now the staff have cases of COVID among them. So thanks very much, guys. I mean, I I, I don't know. Maybe those staff are vaccinated um, and they got it anyway because we know it is possible. However, um, you know, the, the, the kind of certainly the very laissez-faire kind of attitude that, 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 that uh, seems to have spread with regard to COVID there now means that once again, my mother is isolated on her own without being able to have a visitor. Um, and, well, and it's not odd. All you have to do is look to the south, uh, south of the border in the United States and all 50 states in all 50 states. Sorry. You're seeing a rise in COVID-19 cases. They are not, their vaccine has plateaued. It seems literally half the, half the country is willing to get a vaccine. The other half is not, um, Math might be a little off, but like maybe one or two percent there. But generally, it's half and half. And in the half that's unvaccinated, we're seeing a resurgence in positive case numbers. Surprise, surprise. Um, here's the thing: like this, this virus isn't going away. We 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 aren't. We are nowhere near close to a smallpox eradication of this thing. It is not going away. It is not. It is going to be with us for a very long time. It seems. We need to start thinking of this differently. Uh, the premier was quoted by uh, Colin D'Amelio uh, today. On, he posts this on Twitter. that Premier Ford says it's up to the federal government to implement a vaccination passport. Says he doesn't believe in an Ontario-based vaccine certificate. Th- that that's not good enough. Um, you know, it, 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 we need some real go back to. We need some more leadership in this province. The, 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 there should be a card. That we can take out and say, I'm I've been vaccinated. I want to go into this bar. I want to go into this gym. I want to go into the sporting event or concert or whatever. 
I've been vaccinated. I'm, I'm clean. I'm good. So we can cut down on the transmission. Um, and that, that, that's, that's what it comes down to. And it quite frankly, like to, to shelf it off to, oh, it's the, it's the federal government's responsibility. No, it's not. You're the ministry. You have the ministry of health. You have all of the records of all of us who have been vaccinated. You, you are completely capable and within your power to say, no, we're going to print up cards or print up some kind of passport document that, yeah, two weeks after your second dose, you can get mailed out to you. And it's keeping your wallet next to your driver's license that nobody seems to have a problem with that, but have your driver's license and take a, a, a photo ID vaccination card that we can show at the door to uh, our favorite restaurant. And, and because I, 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 like I said before, we've paid the price. We've, we've, we've done the social distancing. We've done the, the, the stay indoors and let's, let's weather the, bear the brunt of this for the greater good. Well, the, it's time for the other, other foot to happen. We, we need to start taking back in the, the, those who are ignorant and willfully dismissive of public health and public safety. Fine. But you, this time you stay indoors. This time you, you stay in your basement and you, you, you get to be cut off from the rest of us. We're going to go, we're going to go out and live our lives again, whatever it may look like. That's probably all that needs to be said about that. Uh, other than I, I certainly think when it comes to things like passports and the federal government needing to do it, it boils down to the provincial government not wanting to pay for it. Um, and we've seen uh, already uh, that you know th- this government kind of cheaped out, if you like, on <laughs> on COVID response uh, and had money that has not been spent. Now I. I uh, I believe that there was a story last week, and I'm I'm just uh, there's nine billion dollars that apparently uh, the budget came in nine billion dollars under the estimated loss. So somehow we we found nine billion dollars that we're paying off to right. Which again, um, if there was a pandemic. Why why wasn't that money spent on nursing homes? Why wasn't that money spent on uh, school ventilation. Why wasn't that money spent on a better, uh, a, a better vaccination program than this this free for all that we had? Like it, this, this government wants to do everything on the cheap, and when things don't work out, it's let's pass the buck to somebody else who. Yeah, and 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 if you're you're um, you know, come the next year, whenever the next budget comes in, uh, the last budget before a provincial election. We better not be seeing tax cuts, frankly, because that would be just <laughs> incredibly offensive to see that nine billion spent on tax cuts. To guess who always does best out of tax cuts? It ain't the people who earn the least. Uh, instead of you know keeping people alive, um, mm-hmm. so you know. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, the next story on the uh, on the agenda is. Um, is go train service, and actually, this is a, a, a more flattering story for for the PCs and, and a case of credit where it's due. I think, and that um, can't, say, today, can't say we're not fair, Roland. You can't say yes, we're not fair. The, even-handed, even-handed. Uh, um, but no, this is a good thing, and it was announced today by the the uh, PC, as it happens, Minister of Transport, um, uh, Caroline Moroni. Is she the Minister of Transport? Yes, she is. Um, that the West Harbour ghost station in Hamilton will cease being a, a ghost station as it has been of late. Um, uh, 
in fact, pretty much since it was built because of, uh, A, because of COVID itself didn't help, and then B, because um, there were just uh, logistical problems dealing with CN and uh, and other users of uh, of the tracks. Um, but it will now become a proper grown-up full-day commuter service from West Harbour Station into Union Station, which is which is great news. Uh, amazing. I mean, this was first announced by by the previous Liberal government. I think it's just it was a matter of difficulties why it hadn't arrived before. But but again, good on the PCs for following through and making sure it actually happened. Uh, one of the ways I will actually say that they have uh, they have been okay <laughs> drag those words out of me uh, is that they have not cut back on go transit funding as far as i am aware um uh, they've kept to the commitments that were made by the previous government and that is a good thing um well i, I know that the previous government had intended that the go go service would pretty much go from toronto all the way down to niagara uh which is uh, I mean, that, that's the reality is that the, the entire, pretty much from Niagara all the way through to Toronto is developed. It, it's a, it's a suburban mishmash of spots. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, St. Catharines is its own city in its own right. That does, it really should deserve a connection to a transit hub. Niagara Falls for sure, uh, in the, in the same way. But yeah, I mean, the, the weird thing was Hamilton always seemed to be this kind of bypass for go transit like the number of times when i t- when i used to take the go into toronto uh in a previous life yeah everybody on that train uh seven you know a seven o'clock commuter train in the morning that train was packed and i get on at the burlington station that train would be packed and it'd all be full of hamiltonians who conveniently enough all got on at aldershot which is mm-hmm. technically the last stop in the line so yeah i mean this is this is a all in all it's a good thing uh, you know, so kudos to them for following through and making sure that Hamilton finally has a good, a decent stop along the route for uh, for people to get on and off. Uh, and you know, we should say that <laughs> so I'm just I'm just reading the article in the Star right here in front of me as I speak. Uh, and Mayor Eisenberger said to Caroline Mor- Moroni in words that will uh, make certain previous transport ministers be spitting uh, their teeth. Um, that she's done more for Hamilton than any previous Minister of Transportation. I said, well, that's a double-edged sword because she also mm-hmm. cancelled LRT <laughs> a couple uh, years ago. Now it's yeah. back now, no thanks to her. But anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, this, 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 uh, the PCs have kind of had a road to Damascus experience in being converted from kind of almost bloody-mindedly cancelling LRT uh, with a bunch of made-up numbers to bringing it back when uh, it, it suddenly became in their interest to bring it back. Um, well, here, here's the thing, thing well, like this is part, part of me wonders if this was done because when the fed, the, the federal government got all the credit for bringing back LRT to, uh, to Hamilton. I mean, that was completely Catherine McKenna's child that, that she gets the credit for, you know, that that's the way, that's the way it is. And that's what I'll, I'll be saying for the rest of my days. Um, I think that I think the I mean Caroline Mulroney must have realized, wow, I really screwed the pooch on that one because everybody was going hat in hand to Catherine McKenna saying, "What a great job you're doing." 
this is good news. So, you know, this is a way to kind of save face. And I think it really does go hand in hand with that LRT announcement a few months ago because you and I are advocates of public transit. I mean, that's what we need. And we need, yeah, regional public transit where people on the, the, the Lakeshore line can move between cities, co- commercial, you know, commerce can travel between cities, uh, commute times cut down, all that fun stuff. And then you tie it into like an LRT, like you can get around Hamilton a lot more efficiently than having to get in your car and hopefully you catch the traffic light wave to cut across town. Instead, it's a modern public transit infrastructure that we're talking about. And hopefully that, you know, the LRT does go ahead, shovels in the ground, um, rail lines being being put down. And, you know, once you tie in public transit into it, it'll be, I, I think it'll go a long way to helping to revitalize uh, the downtown Hamilton uh, economic base. Yeah, I, I think it will be transformative. Uh, and, you know, Hamilton's one of the few places in this province, probably, that um, certainly one of the few places in the 905 where, you know, you can buy a house uh, a few steps away from where the LRT will be, fingers crossed and touch wood, uh, for, you know, a three bedroom house for under half a million dollars. Um, you, 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 you know, you can buy a boathouse in, in some of the wealthier parts of Ontario for that much. Um, and this has the potential to change that and to, you know, I mean, you know, obviously gentrification comes with all sorts of problems of its own. However, um, we want to see an economically vibrant city and it, it, it's not right that, you know, really that this Hamilton is so out of step with the rest of the province in terms of uh, things like that. So that's good news. Um, uh, third item on the agenda. Um, so we spoke a couple of months ago, I think about um, Melissa Lanceman, Um and we weren't really talking about Melissa Lanceman Actually, we were talking about an article in the star that we thought was, very strange it was a puff piece it was brain non-critical there was no real reason why it had been published she was she was touted as being the the savior for the conservative party in the 905 region and how she was changing face yet it talked nothing about what the issues of the 905 region were let alone what melissa lanceman's policies would do to address those issues so um and that's fine we didn't really comment on her other than to sort of comment on uh, what seemed like a fairly good marketing campaign somewhere along the line. Uh, however, she is a somewhat of a star candidate and she's been receiving attention and she's been receiving attention of, of the kind that nobody wants to get, um, which is from uh, some of the journalists or one of the journalists associated with the rebel media organization or rebel news, whatever they're called. However, uh, there was an event with Peter Kent, the current MP, and Melissa Lanceman as the nominated candidate to which a rebel media journalist came. Uh, uh, she, I believe, left uh, after being asked some questions, one of which certainly uh, is on the record as having been, uh, um, are you only a candidate because you're a lesbian? Um, and, and I find it difficult to go beyond that um uh, there were comments all kinds of really horrible comments on her twitter feed and on peter kent's twitter feed uh saying things along the line of you know why are you making such a fuss and it was only one question out of many and um there are various uh, uh you're more familiar with the details than i am about um her work with uh, walmart 
however, I mean, that one question, whether it's among a hundred others or not, it doesn't matter. It, 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 just, just to be offensive. Yeah. It, I mean, it it's like, it, what's it that got to do with anything? It, it, a candidate's sexual orientation in this day and age has absolutely zero to do with their ability to represent a writing. Um, uh, cause yeah, I mean, I think there'll be plenty of grounds to critique Melissa Lansman on her policies and her 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 professional past uh, that are, are I think are are suitable and, and justifiable to to critique and ask questions about and and, and whatnot. She she, I, she I think she did the right thing by walking away. Um, There's clearly like the the question was David Menzies, who was the Rebel Media journalist in question, who. Uh, yeah, asked if Melissa Lansman was um, was there was there not because of her merit or her her ambition as a as a young Tory candidate, but because of her sexual orientation, and that is an unacceptable question to ask in this day and age. Um, it, it's clear that it was it was a gotcha. It was supposed to be a gotcha moment. It's supposed to be oh, let's get a either let, let's get a, a rise and we'll get some some traction of of. Uh, Something or other, I don't know what, but the fact that Melissa ended up calling nine uh, or calling the cops, and the cops was arresting her, arresting uh, Menzies for a, a harassment. Essentially, they let him, they let him go afterwards. But like that's the thing, I don't think it was a good faith question. It wasn't a good faith interview. There's a there's a million questions. If Melissa Lansman was on here, there'd be a couple questions that I'd ha- I'd ask her about. You know her her professional her conduct or her professional. Uh, uh, choices and her, her actions as, as a lobbyist uh, during the pandemic. Those I think are legitimate. Those I think are questions that people should know the answers to, but to turn her orientation into a, a bid for likes or a bid for, for retweets or, or a, a good YouTube video is despicable. Well, and, and I'd love to know, I, I feel almost that even engaging with the logic of questions like that is is beneath us. However, in what conservative riding in the country is being gay helpful to your electoral chances? You know, it it, it isn't. I mean, I, I'm not saying conservative riding either. Any riding in this province, you know, it's only within recent years that we've even had any politicians willing to to come out because it was such a nail in the coffin of their political careers uh, until recently. Um, and I think it's still something that takes uh, courage. It takes courage to be a woman uh, mm-hmm. politician in this country because you are, uh, God help you if you're blonde, uh, you know, you're, you're going to just be, live with a toxic waste dump in your Twitter mentions. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, if you can't, if you can't ask, uh, if you can't ask the the candidate serious questions, I mean, that's something that I think you and I would hope that whenever we've had politicians on, uh, I, I'd want to ask a serious question. I want, I want to know policy choice. I want, to, I want to know how if somebody elected them to office, what can somebody expect of their of their decision in in Ottawa, Toronto, or in their in their city council. Um, that that's what that's what I think. If you're gonna if you want to talk to a politician, that's what the the question should be about. This this was just just despicable. I, I mean, there's just there's no there's no other side to this. The other side was you were hoping to make a buck off of 
Ms. Lansman's uh, orientation, which is despicable. Well, and, and the thing, if you get a chance to interview a politician in this country, and there are very good ones and there are very bad ones out there, we, we know that, yeah. and, and that goes for any party. They, they are a highly variable bunch. Um, if you get the chance to interview one and you want to catch them out, ask them <laughs> a really tough question on policy detail, uh, you know, because the good ones will hit that ball right out of the park and the bad ones will whiff every time. <laughs> um, th that kind of stuff, that kind of confrontational, I can't even call it gotcha stuff because like what, you know, I mean, it's just such a pointless question. I don't even get what good it does anybody. I mean, what good does it do the rebel even other than getting them headlines? I don't know. Um, uh, you know it, it, it's like that if you want to expose a politician, it's not hard if you can get them in a place where they're actually willing to speak to you. And the really bad politicians tend not to do a lot of interviews for that reason, because their staff make sure they don't. Um, I don't think Melissa Lanceman is going to be one of those politicians. I think she's, she probably is pretty smart and uh, capable, certainly capable of getting herself into the news as, as a, as a candidate, which is not easy. Um, and you know, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, this, this kind of stuff is just, just do better, you know, chances are they won't though, but we will. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, it, it's like, uh, it's, I, you know, this is maybe why we're never millionaire runners of a media company. But you know, if if I will take the opportunity to brain up rather than dumb down every time, uh, really, I will try to. Uh, I'm not saying that I always succeed or that we always succeed, but that's that's the aim, at least. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this. Tuesday's episode of the 905er ladies ladies and gentlemen I hope you've enjoyed it we have uh, we'll be back on Thursday with what is shaping up to be our final episode for the summer uh, that's right we're talking Roll and I have decided we're we're hanging up the mics for the month of August and taking a bit of an overdue uh, break uh, because we check the calendars we realize we've been doing this for about one year straight now <laughs> And uh, we're going to take a bit of a break, regroup, re-breathe, and uh, we'll be back uh, in September, but not before our last episode of the of the summer this Thursday. So make sure you tune in. <laughs>that's it for this episode of the 905er thank you for listening as always you can send us your feedback thoughts and concerns or ideas for future episodes to our email info at 905er.ca we'd love to hear from you you can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through patreon as well as paypal visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab as well links are in the show notes for your convenience Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time.
Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>